Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain the latest technology. I'm your host, Gizmodo reporter Florence Ion, and I'm joined by my fearless leader, Caitlin McGarry, our senior technology editor. Thank you. Wow. I, I love when you introduce me that way. It's just like, I'm just... Well, you're a Leo, so I, I'm trying to, mm. you know, just really oh, lean yes. into the visualization. The Leo energy <laughs> is strong with myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and the other thing that felt really strong is how much people got tech for Christmas this year because of, holy crap. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. I mean, just anecdotally, I, I was dishing out the product recommendations for folks for about a month now. So I, uh, I know basically what everyone got before they got it. <laughs> You know, what I also found very interesting is that apparently we have not let go of the Christmas haul post. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. this is, and I am also guilty of this because I also posted some of my haul, like things from it, but you know, and I recognize this is a very consumerist way of, you know, us Americans to spend. Yes. <laughs> Christmas, Merry Christmas. But- Look at all the shit I got. <laughs> Well, you know, in trying times like these, <laughs> so we need uh, just anything, anything to keep us going. Exactly. Uh, and you know what's still going, despite a lot of uh, companies and journalists dropping out? Oh, is, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people were still aware, those of you who listen, who aren't like in the tech bubble that we come from, but CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, is still happening yes. in person in Las Vegas at the very beginning of 2022. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that decision. Uh, just we briefly mentioned it last week, but now confirmed Gizmodo will not be attending CES in person due to all the COVID that is still circulating due to all the COVID <laughs> all the mm-hmm. COVID precisely. Uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. didn't seem like the best idea. So um, but it's it's happening. It's still happening. So we'll talk it's about happening. what we expect to see. What's also happening is we're going to have a man on the show today. <laughs> so. Our first man. Our first man. The only man, some would say. The only man to appear on Gadgets will be joining us. What a treat. Mm-hmm. Philip Tracy. Yes. I know. He's going to come to talk about CES. And uh, Phil was supposed to go in person with you, Caitlin. <laughs> he was. I know. We were planning to meet up. We were going to have fun. We were going to see a lot of stuff. And now we are not going. But Phil, there's no fun. No fun. <laughs> fun is canceled for the rest of the year. And uh, that's that's what's happening. But Phil yeah. is Phil is going to brave the lion's den. He's going to join us here. <laughs> going further in with that. Yeah. Leo. Exactly. Metaphor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, as per the last episode of the year, you and I are also going to share some of our some of our faves from this year. So yes, I'm excited. So, you know, Gizmodo every year, we do a list of the best gadgets of the year, which we just published. But Flo, mm-hmm. you and I have our our personal faves, the things that we loved that maybe didn't make the list, because maybe yeah. maybe they weren't the best, but they made a difference in our lives this year. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about those. We will. Coming up next on our last episode of 2021. Here we go.
Well, well, well. Now, I thought... I, so I mentioned social media at the beginning of this episode because when I got on Instagram, owned by Meta, I saw a lot of people post their Meta-produced Oculus Quests. Yes, a lot of people got <laughs> VR headsets. And not just anecdotally, this is like a fact. But uh, This is a fact. Yeah, I guess Meta's Oculus app was like the number one downloaded app on Christmas Day, which indicates that a lot of people were setting up their headsets, which is yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is. that's what it is, right? It's interesting. So Meta had the most popular app in Apple's App Store on Christmas Day. And that's the Oculus app that you have to install to get the Quest 2, like, situated with your Meta. Actually, I don't think it requires a Facebook account anymore. It does not. It shows you how long. Oh, wait, no. I haven't logged in. No, it does. Hmm? It still requires a Facebook account. Yeah, they, they've they said that they're going to phase that out, but that hasn't happened yet. So okay. still have to log in with well, Facebook. Still have to log in with Facebook. Now, this isn't like a perfect representation of how many actual units sold. Oftentimes, that data is not revealed with us to be yeah, <laughs> quite, we might not to be quite frank. Mm-hmm. But I, again, anecdotally speaking, it really feels like, I don't know if this was necessarily a result of Zuckerberg's like metaverse initiative or anything like that. But I do feel like, I don't know, some of us theorize that the reason so many quests sold is because nobody could find a switch. <laughs> that was my theory. I mean, honestly, like, it might just be that there was not a lot of stuff that you could actually buy that would be delivered in time. And the Oculus Quest 2 that would be exciting. is old. It's, I mean, it's not old, but it's like, you know, a year and a half, two years old at this point. And so it's not mm-hmm. exactly flying off the shelves anymore. And you could just run over to Best Buy and just... I need to get someone Target something. Target always has them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just... So I don't think this is people like, oh, yes, I'm ready for the metaverse. Like, let me dive right in. I can't wait to do my job in virtual reality. It's like, oh, that supernatural VR game looks fun. Maybe, you know, the person I can't think of anything else to buy for would like this headset thing. So I think that's probably a little right. bit. It's only 200 bucks. Yeah. So it's not... I mean, look, two hundred dollars is a lot of money, but in sure. in terms of like a grand Christmas present, like this is this is probably a really easy one to default to. I did see a lot of people, though, at least in my like friend circles, who gave this to their kids, mm. and so I'm really curious. I mean, and we're talking like older kids, sure. like preteen, you know, ten and up. And I'm very curious if I don't know. There's just it's not. Is it a trend if it's anecdotal? I don't know. Well, no, but I think anecdotal plus, you know, combined with the fact that the App Store downloads were extremely high. So I think I think it's safe to say that a lot of, you know, teens got an Oculus Quest 2 for Christmas. I don't know if they will stick with it. I actually don't really that, know that many yeah. people who bought it and then continue to use it regularly. Um, yeah. Florence, you own like me. You own one. <laughs> it just sits. It sits in the TV stand. I have two Nintendo Switches, by the way. I use both of them way more often. Why? Do yeah, you have two? I, because Uh-oh. when I got pregnant, I didn't want to share the Switch. Like I was like, if this turns out to be a disaster, this whole pregnancy thing, like <laughs> I need to just. <laughs> 
just oh wow you were really just prepared to have a hell of a time <laughs> which it was i hate i hated being pregnant oh. um it was awful i'm just being real and the the switch though helped a lot oh my god and after she was born and then animal crossing came out so yes this is why i have two switches because i didn't want to share with i didn't want to bother like with the living wow. room one and the size of it. Anyway, I use both of those way more often than I do. I mean, Oculus. you know, this is why people listen to this show for real talk. <laughs> like, pregnancy sucks, so buy a Switch. <laughs> Honestly, what a great present to get for somebody oh, who was pregnant. Sure. It's just yeah. like, like you're going to be in labor or whatever. Like, here you go. Here's a $60 game. Honestly. Um, now the difference between the switch obviously is that it is not a virtual reality headset. Like it is just a regular handheld, but Mm -hmm. it speaks to just what a singular activity virtual reality still is. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't like interact with people while you're wearing the thing. Honestly, it just seems like more fun for people to watch you like try to struggle your way through some VR game while wearing a headset. Cause like, I saw a lot of Instagram stories like it's that. Hilarious. Like, Here's my teenager playing with their Oculus. She's like, yes. Yes. And everyone They're punching looks, the air. Everyone looks ridiculous wearing one. There's no possible way to look cool. It's endless entertainment for those around you. So I guess I guess it's a gift for the whole family, really. Sure. Yeah. Okay. If you think about it that way, right. I guess that's why it's sold so darn well. Exactly. I mean we'll anecdotally speaking. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see uh what happens in in the new year in terms of developments on that front but now a lot of people Mm -hmm. own oculus quests so facebook has no excuses it could easily just like the switch like let's get this metaverse pop in right now (laughs) all right so now instead of working behind the counter at mcdonald's you can virtually work behind the counter at mcdonald's as a teenager do you still get paid though not in real money i would hope so in the metaverse (laughs) Don't they want us to, like, conference? I don't know. I don't know what's At happening. least there's no fry smell. Mm. Oh, but that's, <sighs> like, the best part. I know. Okay. It's a badge of honor. It is. All right. When we get back, more <laughs> more badges. More, more fries. Fry talk? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, here to talk about the mess that is CES... <laughs> is senior reporter Philip Tracy. Hi, Phil. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Phil. Thanks for coming we here. We just need to we need to call out that you are the only man to have ever appeared on Gadgets. The only Y, y chromosome? 
yeah, I feel I feel privileged. I just want you, you to should. like take take that in, and we need you to be your best today. Okay. Yeah, it you okay. have to be your best because you're literally the only man on this podcast. So you represent every single you speak man for all men. and Y chromosome out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we tend to set the bar pretty low, so I'm not too worried about okay. it. Okay, I love that for you. Well, um, yeah. Well, <laughs> now that now that we've set uh, some standards, um, the tone <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> Phil, you were supposed to go to CES with me. I was. Uh, yep. It was going to be super fun. We've established that fun has been canceled for the rest of the year. So, <laughs> but we are still covering CES remotely, and we think we know what we're going to see. But obviously, you know, a lot of this is just rumors. So, can you sort of walk us through the top three things that you think people will be excited about seeing, or that you think that you'll be excited about seeing at CES this year? Yeah, seeing. sure. <laughs> right. quote unquote <laughs> <laughs> seeing in text um yeah i think ces this year will be pretty similar to past ces's which I, th- I think is a good thing for the show um obviously a bummer that most folks won't be going there's still some companies that are going to be there in person um but we'll see we're, there's still a few days for them to, to pull out <laughs> um t- t- we're, we're things, down to the wire uh, here i know yeah, no kidding um I'm going to show my bias a little bit as the the PC reporter. Um, I actually think there's a lot of exciting things happening happening on the the laptop and desktop front. Um, we could be getting new chips from the three major players in this space. So Intel is almost certainly going to reveal its 12th gen mobile chips. It already uh, launched the desktop version of these under the code name Alder Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really only a matter of time before we start seeing the the mobile chips that will be powering the laptops um, set to be released next year. So we're talking about like Chromebookish laptops, right? When we talk about like the mobile chips, like oh, mobile just means anything from super expensive big gaming rigs all the way down to to Chromebooks, you know, your two hundred dollar budget. Ah, uh, so literally non desktop mobile. <laughs> yes, non-desktop. yes. So, so basically, yeah. basically the twelfth gen chips for people who like are not you know, like you, you know, paying attention to this space. That was not supposed to sound like derogatory. Like that was not- It's just that we have a <laughs> if bubble. They're not like me, we- that's a if they're not like me, that's a compliment, I think. <laughs> oh, Phil. It's just we're in a bubble. We, we're definitely we in a are. bubble. So But these yeah. these chips will power the the PC laptops that will basically be the things that people can choose between these powerful new laptops and MacBooks, which have already exactly like outpaced what we've seen from Intel. So It'll be like a fresh generation of laptops that will be competitive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's your typical more powerful, more efficient. How much more powerful will be the interesting to look at. Um, Intel is doing some some interesting things with if it does the same thing that it did with its desktop chips, we can expect uh, a different architecture without getting too much into the weeds. They're going to do something very similar to what Apple did by having performance cores and efficiency cores. So they're going to break uh, up their cores. You see that with Apple's M-series chips. So <laughs> Intel's going to do something very similar with Alder Lake. And then we have AMD. They've really had a resurgence over the last couple of years. And they're actually surpassed Intel for like a few months. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing this. So yes. so AMD is definitely a, a company to look out for. It's not completely clear what they're going to reveal at CES. 
but um, they are are kind of back in the game. And a lot of the laptop vendors have started to use their chips. There was a, a period, several years, where it was just everything Intel. And sure. the AMD chips were just in the cheaper versions of the Intel laptops, mm-hmm. but that's not really the case anymore. So yeah. but look out for that. And then NVIDIA has some mobile and maybe even some desktop uh, GPUs that um, are almost sure to to be shown at CES. So. And not available ever because everybody is still like grabbing them for Bitcoin right. mining. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But cool. I think it is important to distinguish between mobile and desktop because the desktop stuff is just impossible to find across the board. And yeah. part of it is the the crypto mining. Yeah, uh, You wouldn't use a, a laptop discrete GPU for that. So the laptop stuff has generally been, the supply has been pretty good. It is thinner than normal, but it's nowhere near as bad as trying to buy anything for your desktop. That yeah. is just pretty much impossible at this point. So are we... You're telling me. Are we expecting to see the whole refresh of laptops across the board at CES, or are we just going to see new components? Yes. Uh, so the the second that these new chips arrive, you can expect all of the big players, you know, outside of Apple to announce new laptops. So okay. you know, Dell, HP, it happens every time they're, they're kind of, they're just waiting and waiting for Intel because nobody wants to release a laptop with a last gen chip right? and they can't say anything until Intel has sure. announced its chips. So that moment that Intel re- uh, releases 12th gen or AMD, if, if they end up releasing a new chip or NVIDIA's GPUs, you can expect every single laptop maker to kind of simultaneously showcase uh, the laptops that it's going to probably launch in the first few months of next year. Okay. So basically people can get ready to like, if you need to buy a laptop, wait to see what's happening next week. CES starts literally next week, which is so wild (laughs) to think about. It's like the first week of the year. Three days into the new year. Um, okay, yeah. so now that we've geeked out over chips a little bit, let's talk about the thing that most people will care about, which is new TVs. We always see like r- really ridiculous TVs, like high end, <sighs> yeah, tens of thousands of dollars, like new display technology. What do we know about TVs coming next week? Well, we know that today LG kind of jumped the gun. LG's been doing this weird thing where they're just kind of releasing stuff whenever they want to. <laughs> it's just this. <laughs> kind of no method to it. Well, with Samsung, like, you know, everybody knows Samsung is the display right. kind of harbinger. So everybody's, you know, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, they've just, yeah, so- LG has just been like every week, like, hey, there's going to be this really weird thing that you should see, but we're just going to announce it right now. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's been odd. Uh, today, maybe the most significant thing um, was was revealed by LG, and that is their the new OLED technology, mm-hmm. OLED EX, which is... They claim it will be brighter than current OLEDs, which is one of the limitations of OLED. Well, some people mm-hmm. might say that I find them to be plenty bright, but I guess <laughs> if it can get brighter, why not? Yes. Um, if you can win on the spec sheet, then I'm sure you can get people to buy your, your TV. Mm-hmm. And that'll be interesting because Samsung, they've been somewhat behind on the TV front because they, they don't have OLED. They don't use that yet, but they have been teasing this Quantum Dot OLED or QD OLED, their own version of it, that's supposed to be an enhanced version. So now we have LG and Samsung both announcing, or LG already did, Samsung is rumored to announce enhanced versions of OLED. So lots of uh, exciting stuff for for people who are looking for a new TV. Okay, so LG also announced like this really weird 
gym display, like an exercise, just like a curved what? Yes. It was like a Peloton, but with like a giant curved display. Is that a real thing? That's a concept. Okay. The other concept they showed was like a solo viewing lounge chair where you could like watch TV on your own. And that's actually going to be a thing. They're like teaming up with a, oh, with a, cha- a Korean chair company to release. The other thing cool. is, yeah, it's, it's like a Peloton, but in front of you are three curved LG screens that kind of, they like wrap around you in like an R shape. So it's above your head and, and in front of you, it's supposed to create like this virtual reality. Obviously, there's no 3D element, but it's supposed to kind of engulf you while you're so you know, if I'm struggling like to cycling in the desert, I really am feeling immersed in the desert. No, it's exactly. like if you're, yeah, if you're taking the, a Cody Rigsby class, like Cody yes. is just all all around you. <laughs> I was just gonna say, just like, just, all right, everybody, yeah, <laughs> like let's keep going. <laughs> I mean, if. Like, if that were a real product, three curved screens, Peloton's already expensive enough. Like, yeah. that would be absurd. That would be, like, $50,000. I just threw out that number that's based on nothing, but $50,000 at least. <laughs> I like it. I think you're probably pretty close. Okay, thank you. I'm just... I like to price. I am I know the markets. I know the markets. Mm. Yeah. Mm, the price is right by Caitlin McCary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Incredible. Okay. So aside Uh, from TVs and computers, what's the other cool thing that you think we're going to see? Oh, cool thing. Well, there's going to be talk about crypto and NFTs. I I wouldn't, for me, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that (laughs) in the cool cool category. I know, but somebody had to to drop those words. They did. Um, I think the cool thing about CES is that a lot of times you just don't know what kind of crazy stuff will come of it until you get there. Yeah. And although, you know, it won't be in person, but um, at least for, for some of us, uh, we will at least see what kind of strange things are, are being shown on the, on the show floor. I mean, there's a lot of, there are going to be a lot of buzzwords with matter being, a um, a big one there with, with the smart yeah. home trying to connect the smart home together. Still I know flows. very theoretical. Yeah. I mean, it's coming, it's coming in, in the new year, but they haven't really said, when so just to back up for a second so right now every company that makes smart home stuff like none of it works together if you have like something from apple it doesn't work with your thing from amazon so this new smart home standard called matter mm-hmm. will be adopted by all of these companies so you can just buy a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and it all just works together so this sounds just look for a new ideal. logo yes it's gonna have a new <laughs> logo on the box hopefully the older stuff will be updated to support it but maybe you'll have to buy all new stuff, TBD. So, I, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of really weird smart home stuff at CES. It's always just like, yeah, your toilet is connected to your oven or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like the weirdest I think shit. It's, I think it's going to get a little more intricate. I think it's, we're heading towards a more mm-hmm. intricate smart home now because it's yeah. very easy to just go and like buy bulbs and stuff off the shelf yeah. and install it in your home. So... Now it's like the ultimate smart home. It's really just companies yeah. want to sell you as much as they possibly can. So. Oh, 100%. As soon as the companies can start like actually building their own smart homes and the home just like cleans itself. That's coming, Caitlin. It's coming. I, I feel I'm like, fine with it. you know, those KB homes? Yes. Like, I feel like they're just going to be like, yeah, KB home and then just like mark off. Like, you know that episode of Sister Wives when they were choosing their homes I and then Mary wanted know. the wet bar? No. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? I, 
Why do you always extremely, reference? extremely niche reference? <laughs> I understand. You just like came in guns blazing with this reference. You knew neither. I've of been us on that subreddit. <laughs> I've been on that subreddit way too much. I'm sorry. That's the all sister, I have reference to right now. The sister wife subreddit or the smart home subreddit? The sister wife mm. subreddit. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I need to change. Not during my... work hours. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, but okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love it. Needless to say. What, what more can we say <laughs> now that we've hit the, the bingo card of gadgets is Sister yeah. Wives is definitely on there. Yeah. Listen, Phil, Caitlin, should we just have like a live Discord stream with us just like Ooh. banging our heads trying to write all this stuff oh. that we're about to <laughs> yeah. virtually see. You know, 24 hours. You uh, you set that up in a way that sounded fun and then got progressively <laughs> less fun the more you just I have that it. effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do at some point want to do a cool Discord thing. So I don't know if CES is the time to make that happen because we'll be deceased, but because we'll be crying. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Oh, I listen. Well, you know, it's it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, as we discussed, okay. there are lots of exciting things in store next week. So we will be we'll be discussing them. We'll be back here talking about them. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but Phil, thank you so much for joining us to and being our only man. Thanks for, for having being me. The I, only I hope man. I, you didn't disappoint. Hope I represented us. well. You didn't disappoint. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's still time, but. Um, <laughs> Okay. I think that's my cue. Yep. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. These are a few of our favorite things. Caitlin, Hello. I have a hard time coming up. Oh, that was that was me indicating the beginning of the segment. Hey. <laughs> Listeners, Flo just did a little dance. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. It was beautiful. I Thank don't know you. either. Thank you for sharing Listen, that with me. Listen, it's the week between the holidays, and uh, as a result, I'm having a really hard time remembering that we're still in 2021. So I could not really pick out the favorite gadgets of the year because, A, this year felt abnormally longer than years past, even 2020, where I had a child and entered a pandemic. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you really had one last year. Um, but this year feels mm. also extreme in different ways yeah yeah but we had a lot of gadgets that we got to play with so that kept us busy and like and going and i have to say some of my favorite gadgets this year were these really small things that i just decided are things that i would suggest to people yeah 
I mean, that's that's the whole point of all this, right? Like we right. we get to discover like the little things. I mean, obviously, you know, you need new headphones, new laptop, whatever. Okay, we, yeah. we recommend that stuff too. But then we find just like little things. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk very quickly about modular gadgets. Sure. That was kind of a, I don't want to say like an unsung hero because it wasn't, I feel like anybody who's listening to this who maybe isn't constantly blasted with tech news wasn't aware that there was actually a fourth generation Fairphone this year, which is a modular Android phone that has removable components. You can fix things like the Bluetooth module if it breaks. Um, you could remove the back, take out the battery. Like these are things that you cannot do with modern smartphones. And it's supposed to kind of help us enter into, you know, as we talk more about the changing climate, uh, sustainability, what tech and gadgets needs to do. And, you know, I kind of hope low key that there's some talk of this at CES, hopefully. Yeah. How can we be more quote unquote eco friendly? I mean, and there know. companies just like to use more and more recycled aluminum and call that like sustainable. But really, to, exactly. your, to your point, I mean, even though, you know, modular devices like the Fairphone or the Framework laptop that you reviewed this year, like those mm-hmm. aren't those aren't going to take like they're not going to catch on. People aren't really going to buy those. Most people aren't. And that's totally fine because I think it just pushes this whole right to repair movement where like, OK, so you don't have a modular iPhone and you will never be able to buy a modular iPhone. But mm-hmm. Apple should make it easier to repair your phone at home or to take it somewhere that's not an Apple store to repair it. Which it did this year. Exactly. So I think that was huge. And not to say that, you know, Fairphone and Framework were really like pushing Apple to do anything, but it's just like an entire movement toward, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be able to fix our own stuff. If you buy something for a thousand dollars, you should be able to fix it at home. Right? Like that's that's wild. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that was pretty major this year, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, by the way, I am recording this podcast on the Framework laptop. Um, oh. I am re reusing it for a future editorial, which will be coming soon. Just a little teaser there. Okay, I love that. Um, yes, promote two, your work. <laughs> two other, yes, exactly. Two other little gadgets that I wanted to mention is a, I don't know if y'all were aware, but Lenovo makes a cute little smart clock. <laughs> It doesn't have a camera. Um, it actually has limited uh, UI. So if, you know, like a smart display is not something you want to fully get into, but you would like something that's kind of an upgraded version of that Sony alarm clock your parents still has on the nightstand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a classic, the red blinking lights. Yeah. I know. Uh, my mom still has one of those. Still works. I mean, those things still will survive the, the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Uh, And then anybody who's looking for like a really affordable, good security camera that doesn't send images up to the cloud, TP-Link Casa, guys. TP-Link Casa. I think it's like 30 bucks. Put a little SD card in there. That's how I watch over my office. Your recommendations are so like practical. I was expecting like like something flow, like just unhinged. I didn't bring any (laughs) Tamagotchi here. I know you didn't. I was... I, I was definitely expecting like something off the wall, but you came with like your faves were all practical things this year. I guess I that mean, speaks to the phase of life you're in. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we yeah. don't we don't need to do therapy this week, but um <laughs> Okay, so I That's had next week. Uh, yes. Next week, yes. Um I had two favorite things this actually I'll take that back. I also had three favorite things this year. Okay. Two of them are gadgets, one of them is not a gadget. So let me preface that. So I have to say I know Peloton had a real rough year, but I loved the Peloton tread. The the cheaper, smaller one that did not kill mm-hmm. anyone. That that version. Yes. Have to have to caveat it didn't kill anyone. You know, Peloton is going is really going through some shit right now, but the products are still good and I worked out more than I've ever worked out in my entire life. So and that like really kept me sane working from home and like not having any separation between my work life and my home life. And then I just brought the gym into my house and it was like a free for all, but it worked. It mm-hmm. was it was great. Um, my other favorite thing this year is something that I thought was so stupid when I first saw it. It's the Apple MagSafe wallet that attaches to the back oh, yeah. of the phone magnetically. And I was like, that wallet holds like nothing. It's useless. <laughs> and then and then I got one. It really only holds two things, my ID and my credit card. And it has been a lifesaver because Flo, you like me have a wallet that you keep in your purse and you have to like dig it out whole thing. Mm -hmm. And now everywhere I go requires my proof of vaccination and my ID. So my Vax card is stored in my iPhone wallet. So I just pull it up. I take my ID out of my MagSafe wallet and it's just like the smoothest process. And I feel like such a dork talking about it. But when people see me like take this little thing off the back, they get like really excited about it. So I think, I don't know. It's just like one of those dumb, useful technology things that you know it just sounds so silly but that only apple could pull off i know making it somehow stylish to have a magnetized wallet does the magnet do anything does it besides so no it just like it just makes it stick to the back so it like snaps on there like i don't know if you could hear that through my mic yeah no that that's gonna come through Yeah, yeah that's that's a strong sturdy stick yeah so, and it just, it stays on. And then if I take it off, it, I get a notification on my phone that my wallet has been taken off my phone at this address, wherever that address is. I haven't lost it yet, but like, it's definitely going to happen. So I appreciate that feature. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a dumb little thing. I love it. And then my last favorite technology development of this year was the vaccine. Can we just, like, shout out to the vaccine, like, letting us live our lives again, uh, despite the downturn that this year has taken? I feel like without... Not to laugh, but, you know. (laughs) You know, we've really been through it uh, in in the month of December, but I feel like the vaccine was so huge for all of us this year, and I'm just going to chalk it up to a technology advancement. I think it counts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh my God. Yeah. I, and funny enough, the vaccine is probably why they tried to have CES in person. In oh, yeah. For sure. People are very like, oh, well, we have to, sh- everyone's going to show proof of vaccination and we'll all be fine. And I think while that is well intentioned, and I mm-hmm. would love to think that's true, um, we've clearly seen that that is not true. So, We'll see what happens with the new variant, but 
gadgets. We are team Vax. We encourage everyone to get vaccinated, and we hope that you do. Mm-hmm. And team boosted. And team boosted. Yes, we have all and been boosted. team boosted. Yes. <sighs> what a oh, year! Man. What a year! I know. I know it has been such a year, but we're really looking forward to next year of just like, there's going to be a bunch of new gadgets to talk about, a lot mm-hmm. of new technologies, even ones that might make us roll our eyes a little bit. So we will be here yes. to talk you through all of it in a friendly, accommodating, and might I say understandable way. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes also, it's not as understandable. <laughs> yeah. We just we just have fun with it. I mean, some of the stuff you just you just have to laugh, but- Hopefully we've made it a little bit easier to digest for everyone. And if not, Mm -hmm. at least hopefully we made people besides ourselves laugh. I don't know. I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. (laughs) What more could you want? Yeah, I did too. And, you know, if you're laughing a lot, by the way, to gadgets, a great way to show support for us is to go to Apple Podcasts and now Spotify, where you can leave us a review, preferably a five-star one. That really helps our visibility. Um, You know, anything constructive you want to send us, you can actually send us an email at gadgets at gizmodo.com. And I do believe that is a better forum for this kind of constructive criticism. So please. Absolutely. Yes, we love it. Feel free. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a that was a smooth transition, Glow. Uh, that was smooth. Well, I'm just watching you. the I master try. at work here. I try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Before we go for this year, we would like to thank our producer and sound engineer Ryan Allen for keeping us on time and for making us sound good every week. We'd also like to thank our cover designer, Vicky Lita, who makes us look great on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. You can tweet at us at Gizmodo if you've got something to say, or you can find us on our personal social media profiles. I'm oh that Flow. Caitlin is Caitlin underscore McGarry. Not her middle name. That's just how you type it into Twitter. Oh, <laughs> underscore would be a fun middle name. Yeah, okay. Be interesting. Yeah. That's for sure. Hmm. Uh, until next year, when we will be back with all of that CES will be serving us. Yes. Everyone be safe. Have a happy new year. And we'll see you here in 2022.